Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Thursday, February 23rd, and the PLL is back. We've got championship series going on this week down in D.C. I'm Jordy from Barstool, and with me, with boots on the ground in D.C. for the first couple nights of action in the PLL Championship Series, we've got Dukes. Dukes, what's going on, brother? Looks like uh, you're set up at the hotel there. We just got to work out, and you're just down there grinding, getting getting that content for the boys. Yeah, I think that a lot a misconception is when you advertise for weeks on weeks that you're going to be doing bottomless beers um, in the beer garden. People are like, is this just a vacation? No, I mean you, you got to put the work in. You, you got you got to you got to work out. Me and Billy have been getting pumps in, um, but yeah, it, it, so far from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to be a very fun event. Um, I'm very excited. I think that me and you have kind of loosely talked about like like how excited can you really get for like a mid season tournament of this this caliber. But it was nice to see some of the players. Um, it was nice to see some runs last night. And I'll tell you what, the, the facility that they're playing at is legitimately the nicest thing I've ever – and I, I can't speak for the PLL, but if they do this event again, they have to go. Like it's – they have a, like two two ice hockey rinks, uh, basically like an equinox, um, a full field, it, blown away by the facility. So um, it's, it's just like a full-fledged like compound down there just for – Now that I think about it, like – it's crazy that they might have not even considered having the bubble there for like the PLL in like the 2020. Like it's that nice. Dude. I I've always thought about it. Like, like getting a job at a place like that, like must just be so sick. Like who who knows like what the pay is to like, just be like an employee at a, at a facility like that. But like, whatever it is, like, dude, that's gotta be, you just go around all day. You've got a bunch of indoor fields to work at bunch of hockey rinks a gym like what what more you're just having you're just having a blast it's basically like a fantasy factory if if what you're saying sounds right yeah and i've always wondered this and obviously it's like if you're like in banking it's like why don't you just like work at like like uh like goldman sachs or something like it's not that easy but i've always wondered like no disrespect to planet fitness or anything but like if you're gonna work at a gym you should just go you should try just to work at the nicest gym you possibly can because you work out for free or try to go to the nicest gym that will let you work out there for free. So yes, now to Planet Fitness's uh, defense, one, it always feels great in there because they have those big ass fans. So so the and and, so by the, way, no and, and, and you get like pizza nights like once a week. So <laughs> and and yeah, I, I mentioned Planet Fitness because that's where I went. But like I was like, I remember like working out one time, and I was just like, I, maybe I should just like work at Equinox, like the night shift. Like, and just like, see if you can like, like, you don't have to pay me, but can I like work out like an hour before? Like those, just those gyms with like, I bet you shit. goes to a gym like that, where it's like the treadmill, Do you know, those treadmills that you just like, you walk in, you're like, that's a nice gym. Yeah. Basically. Oh dude. If you have a gym where you have a treadmill, that's like curved. Yes. yes yeah. Exactly. You, yeah the, the, the curved treadmill, like, you know, you're going in there and like everyone there is just like a, a beast. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like, uh, did you see that tweet that when it went off a little bit? Maybe it was like Rico's or something. It was like, what was one thing that your friends had when they were younger that like you just thought they were rich? And a lot of people were like an in-ground pool, trampoline. If you go to a gym that has the, tra- I'm just gonna, I'm automatically guess that you have at least five hundred thousand dollars in your bank account at like all times. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, that, that's just like the monthly payment for the gym. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, all right. So we've got a sick facility. So anyone who's heading down to DC, so we're recording this, uh, it's Wednesday afternoon right now. So a couple hours before the championship series gets going. Uh, and then, you know, by the time that you're listening to it, the first couple games will have already happened on Wednesday night. You're listening on Thursday. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anyone who's heading down, maybe you're heading down for the, for the weekend, right? You've got the, you know, couple games friday night semifinals saturday night championship on sunday uh so it looks like you've got a, a pretty sick facility to go to and if you're heading down tonight which is thursday uh dukes you'll you'll be there doing round two of uh of of your of your meet and greet at the beer garden correct yes yeah, are so down let's not even call it let's not even call it a meet and greet because i don't want i don't want people to think that they have to i'm going to meet or greet we are going to have a blast 
And again, if you're listening to this, I'm already going to speak for Wednesday. We just had the time of our lives Wednesday night. You potentially missed out on the best night in PLL history. People are going to be talking about the Bar Down Beer Garden for years to come. If you're in the area, if you're a college kid that's 21 or older, and if you like to watch lacrosse, I can't imagine turning down a deal for $25, all you can drink. People in like 20 years from now, there was this, I think it was like the a dollar beer night in Cleveland got banned in yeah. like 1976 because like just people got too rowdy. That's what's going to happen with the PLL. We're going to be talking about the, the bottomless beers at the PLL championship series. And we're gonna be like, we can't do that anymore. Remember what happened in uh, 23? And it was going to be like, yep, I was there. Gonna and like, he, here's the thing too, because you know, so these games are going to be a little quicker, right? We've got eight minute quarters for these games. So they're going to be, the time's going to be moving fast. Right. And you get a bunch of college kids in there, give them $25 to drink as much as they possibly can. Like they're gonna be, they're they're gonna be crushing, crushing that pace right there because like you you got it, like I always try to if I'm just having like a casual casual Saturday afternoon maybe I sit down on the couch to watch some college lacrosse, uh, you know I'll, maybe I'll be like all right here I've got I've got my beer for the first half and I've got my beer for the second half, but if you're going bottomless beers and you've got eight minutes like you are you're dialed in on that clock, just trying to house as many as you can. The one thing that I'm a little bit worried about you. So on, so on Thursday, right? So when people are are listening to this on Thursday and if they're heading down, so you just had the best time of your life on Wednesday night, you guys had a great time at the bar down beer garden. Are you a little bit nervous about the shampoo effect coming up for Thursday? That we're going to have to double down. Well, so, so the, the shampoo effect, if, if you're unaware, so you drink heavily the day before and like, you know, when you take a shower and you, you rinse, you lather, and then the next time you go to lather up your hair, it takes significantly less shampoo to get all sudsy. Oh, oh, oh. So, so, so so the same thing with drinking, like it might've taken you five or six beers to start to get a, a real good buzz on, on Wednesday night you still have all that in your system rolling into Thursday. You might be, you might be down and out for the count after two or three. Look, responsibly, responsibly. I like to think of myself. We like, we like to think of ourselves as a top 100 podcast for lacrosse, right? We've said this many times before. I also like to think of myself as not only a professional podcaster in the lacrosse industry, a professional booze bag. Um, nobody really, I, I, I can, I can do it with the best of them. Um, and by the best of them, the, the best thing about uh, drinking uh, some might say is especially at like a, a guy like me growing up, it's who can drink the most. And the funny thing about drinking is whoever can drink the most, you think you're the winner, but you're not ever the winner. You're actually the loser of the whole thing. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to because I have I've had this thing when when you see when you see like stoolies or just like anybody you see stoolies or divers um, out in the wild. Viva uh, baby. Yeah, and like and they're like and I see them at a bar. Hey, want to do a shot? I, like 21 year old me would be like, I have to take every shot that's ever offered to me for free. Since I started working, I was like, I, I have to start turning down shots. Um, I'm going to get too drunk. That's what I'm worried about for Billy in the beer garden. Cause uh, for everyone that listens to part of my take, they were talking about how Billy's going to have to do like chug offs with people. And uh, I'm like his babysitter this weekend. Babies, babysit. I have to watch after someone else. I can't even watch over myself. Like I, now I have like responsibilities. I haven't had responsibility in my life. So I'm a little worried about that. I, I'm very, very, I'm, I'm very, I think it's going to be very fun. And I hope that this is something that they can implement um, in the summer. I know it's going to depend uh, venue to venue, uh, how they can do this. But I think that they really want to make this experience, the PLL in general, has very much catered to the younger audience, which I very much understand and very much respect. Um, I really hope that our goal after this is to show that like this is can be a fun event for uh old, the older crowd yeah i mean i i think that that's a pretty good point like yeah you probably have to it's probably way easier to start with getting the little kids in the door right because all you have to do is show them a couple rj vlogs and they're already hooked on it and then you know parents are just like hey like it's the middle of the summer We've already gone on our vacation this summer. We need something to do to get these kids out of our hair. Let's just go to the game, bring a bunch of kids, let them run around and shit like that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I get like starting off wanting to get that younger fan base yeah. just like hooked on it right away. But yeah, having like a, a full 
game day experience for the the older crowd to get involved uh, should should be good. So you guys are you and Billy are are, are pioneers for this new uh, new expansion for for the PLL. So also you're you're pioneers for the uh, for the PLL beer. You had you had one of the, the very first PLL crispy boys. It's it's classic. It's classic. Like I compliment one thing, and it's like how much do they pay you to like do that? I so halfway through that video, I didn't even know that I was. If you haven't seen that video, check it out on my Twitter. I did a beer review on the first ever PLL beer. Um, they got it from some like local brewery, but it was legitimately amazing. Because the thing is, I think when you go to like local brewers, if you're a beer, you don't want to do too much. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be like the tastiest, the IPA, the local brew, because like not everyone's like an IPA guy. The best compliment I could give you is if it's like as close to a Coors Light as possible. If that makes you want you want you want a people pleaser beer, a beer that exactly. no that that no one's no one's gonna find offensive. Exactly, exactly. You're not breaking any records. Uh, actually, I'll say this: it was very tasty and wasn't filling. So like it was in between. Like like I wanted to almost compare it to a Miller Light, um, but. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that that's like their whole their whole motto is is but great taste like less filling. But I don't like Miller Lite, so I couldn't say that. Mm. So I'm, it was a, I'm a big diet Miller guy, so I'll say it for you. Um, all right, well, yeah. So obviously there there's a lot to do and to see if you go down to these games in uh, in DC this weekend. But let's let's talk about a little little actual lacrosse now. Uh, so you, Billy and Jake, you guys got down there on Tuesday night. You guys were able to watch uh, a couple scrimmages before everything gets started Wednesday night uh, yeah. go, going into this weekend. So, I mean, I, I like, so for me, sixes, I'm, I'm excited for this tournament because I really want to get sold on sixes. I think that, um, Maybe I'm I'm not nearly as down on it as a lot of people are. Like a lot of people, I've I've seen like I've seen someone say that it like bastardizes the sport, and I'm not I'm not ready to like go there and say it's like the most horrific thing you could ever do to the game of lacrosse. I'm not also like sold on it where I'm like, hey, like this is like the best version ever, and thank God, like we're changing the game of lacrosse just to fit the the Olympic committee's like idea of what it should be. But I do think like this tournament could definitely swing me in the direction of, Hey, this is actually like pretty sweet. So um, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. And I know that, you know, talking with you right now, like you've actually got a chance to see some of it. So what did you think of those, those scrimmages last night? So from boots on the ground, not to brag again, boots and talking to players and stuff. I think the one thing that we'll see is the conditioning. I think they, they were like, uh, they were saying that like they a lot of people prepared for like a field game when it's much more like a basketball game, suicides conditioning, um, which made a lot of sense to me. Not as much transition as I thought. Um, in the Atlas Archer scrimmage, I only saw like two or three transition goals. Um, it'll be interesting. I think that I think that overall the game theory behind it, like how would you like, I think that they made some excellent points. Like, when a person comes over the midfield line, you push them over, that's a half-court violation. So, like, do you trap people? Like, the traps that you can implement. Um, I was curious, like, would anybody try to do, like, a full-court press, like a zone press, like almost like a 10-man ride for uh, sixes, which I nobody really said that they did. Something that, like, I kind of, like, think is cool. And then, like, something I didn't even realize in sixes is when you shoot the ball – and it goes out of bounds. It's not closest to the ball. It's man down the field. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it's just it's yeah, basketball. It's easier for like the brain for like a simpleton that doesn't get lacrosse. Yeah. Oh well. How about this though? So what if? I guess we'll have to find out. You might not know this rule off the top of your head, but like, what if you rip one off the crossbar, and then it goes? Because in. Yeah, that's a theory that uh, the archers little inside. I think the archers were doing that last night. Is. When it gets down to the shot clock, rip it at the shins, rip it at the feet. Okay, and then, then if and if so, if it goes off of a, if the shot gets deflected, then you can get the ball. All right, so yeah, so a lot, a lot of, I mean, it's basically just basketball. So whoever, exactly. whoever has the most basketball experience will be able to play the game. Yeah, and I think something the, very the, the theory of the game the best. Yeah, I, that's the, that's something that like 
I, and, you know, I think that Greg Renly and kind of said, like, he likes the different rules of lacrosse. I understand why sixes is important to the growth of lacrosse. And I also get why people won't like sixes. Um, I think that this will be really cool because not like the PLL different from sixes in the Olympic version. They have a two point arc. Um, so they're, we're, we're going to look at like 25, 20 games, obviously. Um, there's going to be a lot, a lot of goals. Like Vegas can't even like the Barstool Sportsbook. Like we don't even know how many goals there's going to be. So we, we don't even offer the over under right now. Um, it's, I think that people are going to be very wiped out. I think it's going to come down to who, who's got the athletes, who's got the, the guns. Um, it was pretty what, what was the like? What was the substitution looking like? Because I mean, there are only twelve guys on on yeah. each roster, so like, you know, it's it, yeah. I mean, well, no, dude, a, like, lot, a lot of guys are probably going to get stuck out there for a while. Yeah, I saw Grant um, Amon stuck out there for a while last night, which is like it's it's interesting to see because like they're just called like field players or goalies. Yeah, the face off is interesting because it's just like you could be like around the circle. Um, so like obviously, I think like 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 because like, you could get a transition goal, right? Like, like, you know, there's going to be transition goals, just like there's fast break layups. And, like, you have to think about it in the sense of, like, from in my opinion, like, you have to think about it in basketball. Like, how many fast break layups could you see, like, a game? If there was, like, six, like, if there's six fast break layups in a game, I don't think anybody will be like, wow, this, this basketball game sucks. But if, I feel like if there's, like, six fast break goals in sixes, a lot of lacrosse fans right away are going to make this sucks, which I disagree with. Yeah, I mean, they're you, you yeah. can't cherry pick. You can't cherry pick because if you start to cherry pick, like they'll just like draw people back. Right. I I I think that you you could probably. I don't know. You think that they would drop someone back instead yes. of just going going on a five on four the whole like like let let's say Grant Mack gets stuck out there for you know a couple minutes at a time and all of a sudden like like first of all he's probably not going to do way too much defensively anyway so let's say all right boys let's let's go man down a little bit here and we'll just leave grant back and then hope that one of our new goalies gets a you know krebs gets a stop here just quick little outlet down to him for an easy dunk i mean it's it's a game it's the the, i could think i could i'm trying i've been trying to think for the past like 24 of like just the different game theories that you could have with sixes like i would like to see i don't think any of the coaches right now I'm sure they've, I mean, obviously they've thought about it, but just, it's almost like what, who's going to be the coach that revolutionizes sixes and gets the most out of American players? Like, it's nice how the chaos and water dogs aren't in this, actually, in my opinion. It has a lot of Canadians that could take it over. A lot of them are in box. So it's nice how it's a lot of Americans. There is like, I wonder like how a basketball coach or like, how would a basketball coach approach sixes? Do you know what I'm saying? Would they have yeah, any- a, a basketball coach or a Canadian? Yeah, I think – so here's my thing with the Canadians. Here's my thing with the Canadians. I think that they just have a head start in everything. Because it's oh, most yeah. – it's most, but, like, their their sets, their offenses, their defenses, like, how much – how much is it just really just the talent from box to actually, like, their, like, set plays, their, like, strategy? Like, do they have a strategy or are they just really talented in close quarters? Do you know what I'm saying by that? yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, like the Steph Curry, who's gonna be like the Steph Curry, or um, who's gonna be like the Phil Jackson that like is like, oh, we're gonna implement the triangle offense. It's it's yeah, it's a good. I mean, I think, I think enough of these guys, like, did it did it look like boxing? Like, was it no. a lot of a lot of two man stuff in, in in these scrimmages, or mostly just kind of? They just had concepts from. I think that see, that's what I'm saying though. They just they they I think they all stuck to similar concepts. That they're used to, so right. like yeah, like two man game. But like my my personal opinion is like, who's gonna be the coach or who's gonna be someone that sees this and is like, all right, this is what I would do, um, and just like uh, like have like a different approach to it. Like even like in just I'm thinking basketball because it's just very similar to basketball from what I noticed. Like Loyola Marymount in like the nineties, they they were just like we're gonna do a run and gun offense, and they would beat teams one hundred forty to one hundred thirty, and people would be like, that like that's college basketball where like nobody did that in college basketball. Like it was, it's 50 to 48. So the fact that one team in the nineties was winning 140, 130, like the different, 
it's like the air raid offense. So, yeah. So I mean, so that's what I would kind of expect the the archers to be like this yeah. week. Like, it, you know, if I had to take a guess on like how each team should do, like, like archers, I, I feel like you know they're they're gonna come into this tournament and like it's it's gonna be a pissing match. Like it's gonna be a sprint to see who can just tear down the net the fastest. Um, you know, just just looking at their roster, like there's there's not, you know, I. There are guys like like you know Jared Connors there, um, who you know I, I think will be perfectly fine. Uh, put a short stick in his hands and will be really good defensively and in transition and shit like that. Uh, but I mean, they're that that roster to me just screams like it's going to be run gun and hopefully they just score a million goals while the other team scores nine hundred ninety nine thousand goals. Um, I don't know, man. I, dude, I, I love the and, – and I know I think I saw you say this as well, but I love the Atlas heading into this tournament. Um, I think out of, out of all the rosters, I think that they have the best collection of guys who can go both ways. Um, you know, just uh, like – dude, and, and even, even a guy like a, like a Jay Carraway, like I think that he's not known – Defense, right he's he's an attackman like it, no one's ever going to be like oh yeah like that i can see him being a great defensive player in this dude but he like he rides like a son of a bitch he plays that game with you know just like a nice little asshole edge to him um so i think that you know he'd be good both ways costabile docs aiken like big yeah. bodies who can who can get back and, and d up a little bit um ready for one Ready for one that you have Romar Dennis. I uh, yeah, I was I was just about to get to Romar Dennis. Well, no, because it's it's the the one thing that I noticed with the field is that it's obviously 13 yards. When you crawl like when you have someone like him who crosses uh, the field, he has two, two strides and he's and you we talk about it in the in the PLL regular game how like you kind of have to be a threat over him. It's right away. It's crazy. So like he's he's someone that could just like I I, I agree with you with the Atlas. Um, now the whips thinks like I listen there. Yeah, are they missing Rambo? Are they missing Zed because they're playing in the NLL season? Uh, you know, obviously losing Burnlores is going to hurt a lot. But, you know, look at like guys like Gutty and Brad Smith, like they at least have some um they at least have some experience with sixes, right? Like they were both on the USA roster for the for the World Games over this past summer. So, like they at least I think that they're like the only two guys in this tournament who have actual sixes experience um so you know that that should help them out a little bit obviously ty warner is one of the better two-way guys in the game um you know roman puglisi like it's not like you know a lot of these guys you take a a long pole out of their hands and you give them a regular size stick like is it going to make them a little little less effective as defenders maybe uh roman puglisi not going to change what he does at all he's one of the best short stick defenders in the game so um yeah, I mean, I think, I think that the whips. So, I mean, just just looking at this right now. So, this is you know obviously on Wednesday. I guess uh, th- these could change a little bit after the first the first night of action. But just heading into it, you know, whip snakes are the favorites here to win it all in the Barstool Sportsbook uh, at plus one ninety, archers at plus two forty, uh, same as the Atlas, and then Chrome down there at, at plus three fifty. I kind of like the Chrome. I, I like that juice though for the Chrome. Like dude, the dude, they, they're bringing a lot. Dude, they've got a lot of beef. Skinoni a lot of beef in this lineup. Skinoni looks good. Um, and I, 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 you know what it is about. So I said this. You know, pseudo. Even like last year, he's like, I like the makeup of our team. Like, yeah. Last year, and we were kind of like, I think I bought, I bought the juice of the Chrome, but like I understood why people didn't. He said the same. He said he really likes the makeup for the Sixes roster. And initially, I was like, ah, like. Kind Dude, of, they, I'm kind of getting sold on it. And, it's a know, lot of beef. Yes, and there's also – so on the Barstool Sportsbook today, Wednesday, uh, if this drops early and you're on YouTube and you're in a legal state and you're a legal age, uh, we're putting out a promo. I think we're going to do Atlas and Chrome to win today. So Atlas, Moneyline, Chrome, Moneyline, parlayed. Um, I, I really like it. Um, I, I think the Chrome just might have some dogs. And I think that the – you know what will be interesting too, and if Billy kind of brought this up, and I, I fucking hate agreeing with Billy on this. I, I really fucking hate it, but he made a good point. Goalies are going to see a lot of shots, right? Almost in a box sense with less pads. Obviously, 
more goals. So that's why I, I think goalie-wise, like, I really like Scannoni, and I really like Jack and Cannon. Yeah, but here's the thing that I – well, so I don't want to – I also I, – I like both of the tandems that both Yatlis and the Chrome have because they are going to see a lot of shots, and it's going to be five days in a row. So, like – Back up play. Yeah, so so backups are definitely going to be in play, and I I love Owen McElroy, um, you know, and then obviously got got to give some love to our boy Drake Porter down there. He hasn't said hi to me yet. Wow, a little trouble in paradise. He hasn't said hi to me yet. Have has has he had the opportunity to? Has has it been cold shoulder season? No, it hasn't. I haven't. I I, I, I haven't said hi to him either. Did I've we like did a- we change did we change the password to the Instagram account and we've locked him out? Maybe he's <laughs> he's a little upset about that. Yeah, I think I changed the password to Q sucks one two three. Um, <laughs> no, but I think uh, Drake from I've seen him from like afar. I'm still waiting to like just like grab him for a little little talk on the cruise dive IG. But he, from what I saw, he looked good. Um, like and by what I mean, like he looked good. He stopped a Romar Dennis shot, which like was going top titty. So I was very impressed with Drake. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, dude, Chrome though, Chrome at, at, at so what? What was that number there? Um, Chrome at plus three fifty right before the the tournament gets started. I think that that's good, dude. Like D- Dylan Malloy going up against short sticks this whole tournament is going to be a problem. Not a lot of guys are are, are going to want that matchup. Um, Wisnowskis, I'd imagine, is kind of the same way as a Romar Dennis, where like as soon as he steps over the midfield line, he can just let it rip and tear down the back of the net. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, like think about like when's when's the last time that like Heacock has gone up against a short stick, you know? And that's that's the same thing with like a lot of these guys, right? So, you know, I don't think that Granite Ment has seen a short stick since elementary school. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely going to be a lot of guys are going to be able to take advantage of that. But I think, yeah, the, the makeup of the Chrome, I think that that's a nice greasy team to get behind heading into this tournament. They just got like, just, just like the, the, the pure size of Cole Williams, Logan Wisnowskis and Heacock and Heacock got bigger. Like it, it's it's uh, you're now that I'm like thinking he, out loud. Heacock, Heacock's neck is the size of the field. Yeah, like it's also in, <laughs> legitimately an like he has to wear two Q collars. I heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like you know how everyone you, you, had, you had that you had that friend on your lacrosse team who his head was way too big. Toga had to do this too, but head way too big, so they had to fuse two CPXs together in order for it to fit his head. Yes, yes. That, that, that's that's Heacock. They have to fuse two <laughs> Q collars together just to get it around his neck. Like an attachment? Yeah. Like, yeah, like how Shaq has to get, like, customized sneakers from, like, wherever. Like, Heacock has to get a customized Q <laughs> collar. Oh, uh, it's girthy. But it's also, like, it's it's interesting, like, now that I'm thinking about it out, out loud, like, the, like, obviously this is just, like, similar from their field rosters, but, like, how the archers are going, like, more, like, obviously just like more skill. Like you think of it like more skill. And I think I'd probably compare them more to like, like, I think they're just more skillful when like Chrome is just going for what you said. All like, it seems like size and it's worse. And then like, I wonder how it's just gonna, I wonder how it's going to be conditioning wise. Cause I only saw one half when it comes down to two halves, what's going to happen. I think conditioning is going to be key. Imagine if messenger was, was on this roster. I miss him. He might be the one guy who, like, I'm like the most upset that isn't going to be playing in this tournament. That could be, like, obviously we're we're missing guys like Jeff T. That'd be awesome. But well, like, I don't, I don't want but, them to play. It's crazy. I don't want yeah. any Canadians to play. This is great. We're bringing we're bringing we're putting the lax back in America. <laughs> but like between like like Jeff T. Schreiber, <laughs> Rambo, or Zed, like Messenger is the guy that like I I want to say. Just I already know. I already know my bit on Sunday. I already know exactly what bit I'm going to play on the on Twitter. Want me to send right. it? The real winner. Wait, the real winner of Texas. I agree. That's yeah. a good bit to have. Um, all right. Well, so we've got yeah. So six six round robin games. Uh, the first game on Wednesday, which you know, depending on when we're able to get this episode out, uh, 5 30 PM that's on ESPN two and ESPN plus, 
uh, 7.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. The Thursday games on ESPN+. Plus. Listen up right now because at the very least, we're getting this episode out on Thursday before these games happen. Make sure that you are locked and loaded on ESPN Plus at 6.30 p.m. and at 8.30 p.m. We've got Whip Snakes and Archers and Atlas and Chrome. Uh, make sure you're watching both of those games because our very sweet boy, Jake Marsh, will be on the call for both of those games. Um, so get involved with those games for sure, both of them on ESPN Plus. Then the Friday games, uh, 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. Uh, first game on ESPN 2, second on ESPN Plus. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think, I think that gives us, a, there's not, uh, it's not like the craziest week of college across. And especially we don't have a great game on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so, so I am very happy with these Friday night championship series games. Like usually, I mean, like, do like last week, the, the Duke Denver game might be one of my favorite games that I've watched in a while. It was just, it was, it was a great Friday night lacrosse game. And by great, I mean like also horrifically sloppy at times. Um, but like that game, that game ruled. So I would have been a little upset to have to miss some of that game to, to keep my eye on sixes. Uh, yeah, but but- it up. That's why, that's why we're the, <laughs> that's why we're the best. That's why we're the best. We got, we got four eyes everywhere. Um, but just really quick, just going off the, the Duke. I think I'm doubling down. I, I still think that they're going to be great. The only I, I think I figured out their problems, and I think it's their their second midfield has to has to step up. Like they're they, they're not getting the production from their entire midfield unit that they need. The attack is dirty. Like Brendan O'Neill right now, it's, I said this, I tweeted it. the the high, the Torton race is going to be insane between. Like Kavanaugh had a great first first two games. I saw, Dude, some- but, but at this point, you is it Pat Cav or Chris Cav? No, I know, but even 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 Pat Cav, <laughs> like it's insane to even say. Pat Cav, I think after one game was third in the NCAA and like like something like assist per game or assist turnover ratio, and it was like every like or like I think maybe third in the country in assist. It was something insane where it was like one game in. Um, but him, Brennan, Shelley, Chris, it's going to be, ins- it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And then if there's like hypothetically, like a line out there for Harvard, uh, Virginia, where it was like hypothetically plus five and a half. What a backdoor. I mean, that's, that's a game. Let's uh, all right. So PLL championship series, that's pretty much any, any closing remarks on that. Um, and and you know like we'll probably we'll we'll get out of episode two uh, maybe after the game on Sunday or we'll, we'll yeah, try to get yeah we'll we'll get something out in you know early next week once the championship series wraps up uh, just to recap everything that went down uh, anything else though to to talk about before we move on to uh, the college season make sure that you are following um, I'm not going to dump this I'll do some put some stuff up on the crease dive uh, but. Make sure that you are following me on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter uh, for all the content in the in the at the facility. Follow Billy, follow PMT, follow Jordy just because he'll he'll have eyes everywhere. Uh, maybe we'll see some things that I didn't see. Um, should be a great weekend. Again, if you are listening to this Wednesday before you you're in the area, Thursday before you're in the area, twenty five dollars bottomless beers. Bar Down Beer Garden should be a great time and keep your eye out for exclusive bets on the Barstool Sportsbook. I'll tell you what, 25 for all you can drink. What a deal. What a deal. Um, all right. So that is the championship series. Now let's, let's just, you know, we'll, we'll keep this a little brief because we're, you know, already a half an hour into the show. Um, last week in the college lacrosse, so not nearly as crazy as, as two weeks ago. Right, it weren't as many like massive upsets, but I'd say definitely some more intriguing scores. Definitely a lot of interesting scores that happened around uh, the country. So we already talked about you know that Duke Denver game, which by the way, I mean just what what a moment though for Brendan O'Neill, right? To to get that goal to tie it up in the final minute, and then everyone knew the moment that game went to overtime that it was going to end in his stick. Um, yeah. so huge, huge moment for O'Neill. Then you just, you mentioned the Virginia Harvard game. So nice little backdoor there for, for Harvard dude, that game. So I didn't, I didn't even watch the second half, right? So Virginia, they put up the 20 spot in the first half. So I figured, all right, cool. Like my, my shift of watching lacrosse on Saturday is done. So I went to go 
meet up with a couple friends, go go out to dinner, get out of the car. All of a sudden, it's it's a five goal game. Um, so I saw I saw uh, I think it was just one take that maybe Diggs pointed out, but uh, pe- people are upset right now at Virginia. They think that the Virginia might be on fraud alert because they can't cover right now, despite the oh. fact that they put up twenty goals in the first half against Harvard. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's uh, they're a good team. Are they a great team? Good teams win, great teams cover. Thank you, Big Cat. Thank you, Big Cat. Um, but dude, I was ten points for Shelley, and like, here's it: like, if they put up twenty goals in the first half, like, let's say, no offense, Wagner, but let's say that that Virginia had Wagner on their schedule and they put up twenty goals in the first half, like, I'm saying to myself, like, all right, like, honestly, to be expected. To do that against a team that came in with a top 20 ranking, a team that should have, no, were in the tournament last year, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like, I think that, again, if you're the Harvard goalie, I think I sent this to you. You, you got to save, you got to save some shots, buddy. I don't, I don't care if you're getting fucking shelled. I know you're going against like one of the best cross players in the world right now. You, you got, you can't have 12% save percentage. You, you, you just can't. It's not the recipe to win a game. Um, I also was trying to look, um, since I was kind of just following it on my phone and was watching highlights because I was in Michigan. I was trying to see the face-off disparity because my big concern with Harvard going in was how are they, how are they going to be with the face-offs just like in general this year? So I'm going to just quickly look that up when my hotel Wi-Fi sucks. Let's uh let's let's see if I can get there for you faster. All right, so face-offs. Peter Lasala went 62%, 18 for 29. Uh, and then Mac Eldridge went nine for twenty. So obviously, you know, kind of sp- the the second it's it's tough to yep, it's tough to I really agree. judge that game just because the second the second half of that game wasn't actually you're what focused, you're focused on how many beers you like let's, let's just be real. If you're Virginia, you're focused on where, who's having the pregame. You're focused on who's having the party that night. Like it's a beautiful day at Clockner, sun setting. You're, you're you're after the first half. You're worried about your night. The starting lineup already had the group text going in the second half. So um, yeah, it's like the Notre Dame goalie last year who was like on the phone or whatever, like on the <laughs> sidelines. Like that, that, that was scary in the second half. That, but, that poor that, kid. They, they said that he was like tracking stats. Yeah, yeah. Even if he was, please don't tell me that. But the and then the second thing that I was gonna say is, at what point are we going to talk? Start talking about Virginia? Like I, I think I said like Duke going down as like one of the best teams ever, which I'll retract. I, I'll admit, and big of me, I'll admit I was wrong. Are we gonna talk about that with Virginia at some point? Like if they ran, if they run the ACC. So here's the if so they could either. I mean, here's the thing. If they win a national championship this year, and I think it is – I think that Virginia is a pretty clear number one right now. I think I, – I like Notre Dame kind of being up there too. Um, you know, we'll see with like a Yale and, and stuff Virginia. like that. But, but like Virginia is like such like a clear number one right now. And, yeah, I mean, if they win – if they go – if they win three out of the last four national championships, like – because we talked about that Maryland team being one of the best teams ever, like a single season team, like this run of Virginia dominance, what like that's that's where like you go back and you rival like those Syracuse teams or those Princeton teams that were just running shit for years and years and years. If they win, and then they basically can win it again next year. I mean, I know it's like different. Lars is. I think Lars, if he wins this year, is in goat status. Not yeah. goat, not goat. I'm not gonna say he's the goat, like understanding. But but, but in in goat, like, yeah. Like you're in you're, in the goat conversation. Yes, and like and he's ah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's been yeah. so fucking hard. Um, but yeah. Go- <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> that fired up about Lars, huh? That you're just gonna. What was Lars, that? Was that? Was that? Was that? Was that hand? Was that elbow? I think that was my fucking knee, and I think Tim Desco just oh. kicked me under the table. But yeah, I think that Lars enters the goat conversation because he, he doesn't seem like he'll retire anytime soon. No, I mean, I, what is he like fifty? 
maybe a little bit, maybe like 60. Yeah, but maybe he just wants to respect the creator. <laughs> like maybe he yeah. just is up. Read a, read, read, a, read a couple books, throw around the old wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I, so if you want to talk about face-off disparity though, being the, the cause that, that really turned the tides for a game this past weekend, uh, look no further than Maryland Syracuse. Probably what one of the more intriguing scores over the weekend. So Maryland gets the uh, the fifteen to twelve win over Syracuse. Biggest reason I, I think Luke Weirman goes twenty four for thirty one, so he goes seventy seven percent at the faceoff stripe in that game. So uh, yeah, definitely definitely best in the country. And I mean, you don't get all those extra possessions. You don't keep the ball out of out of Spelina's stick that long. Listen, we we saw. We saw the no looker, the no looker BTB, one of one yeah, of the best highlights of the season so far. It was only his only goal of the game. Um, obviously, had a, a tough order uh, ahead of him going up against uh, Makar, but yeah. um, I mean, seventy seven percent at the X in a three goal game against you know an offense that can put up a lot of points. Uh, Luke Weirman probably MVP of the weekend with that. Yeah, also. I, I, I don't want to be the one to say it, but you might have jumped the gun a little bit on your boy. No, 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 no. All right. All right. I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. He didn't have he didn't have the greatest first half of all time. I think the Maryland defense really stepped up for him. But I mean, if we're gonna not if we're gonna say that he didn't play his part in the second half, we'd be lying to ourselves. He played a great second half. Um again, it just all comes down to just like seeing more shots, getting first team reps. Um, I think he had a good, not a great debut. Um, it's not like he got like shelled by any chance, but yeah, I think, I think that he'll, he'll slowly start playing his best, his best across. And again, this is something about Teddy Dolan that I'm going to state champion, Teddy Dolan, freshman starter, Teddy Dolan for a little bit that people might not understand is Teddy Dolan steps up in big games and uh, Maryland plays a lot of big games. So. Big time players make big time plays and big time moments. That's Teddy Dolan's model. Um, By the way, would love to see uh, Dante Trader in sixes. Yeah, I would love to see Dante Trader stop being a uh, stop hiding behind his keyboard and do a goalie challenge with me. But you know, um, (laughs) has just don't want the smoke. Charlotte North doesn't want the smoke. Has has Dante Trader broached the subject, or have has he just like let's just say hypothetically, I got commented on a TikTok of his. Like that's it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so Maryland they they survive uh game against Syracuse there, but Syracuse honestly looked pretty solid, all things considered. So uh maybe not fully in the back category. Uh one team that is definitely not back. And and you can take that to the bank. Uh it it was a, f- a fraudulent back call. Johns Hopkins Blue Jays, they go down and they get smoked by Loyola 13 to 8. Um at no point really did it did it seem like Hopkins had a chance in that one. So uh Loyola is it is Loyola more of a wagon or is Hopkins back more of a fraud? Charlie Toomey's a good coach. Okay, that's fair. Which we and we know neither of us really had too big of an opinion. I see like when we said like is Loyola like what, what's going on in Loyola count like country like, I think that like I, I think that like we didn't really factor in too much how good of a coach Toomey is and it seems like he just might still be a good coach and you know I think that those I think that their star will rise to the, rise to the top they got a good keep yeah, yeah I also I also think it's it's really tough cool. it's really tough to beat a team with a guy that has the name Mustang Sally on the on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. So um I'm trying to think and anything else that was uh intriguing from over the, well oh so Ohio State holding UNC to five goals. Uh best team in the country. I, yeah. I think that I think I said last episode that you could make the argument them or Maryland. And I think that they both had great showings. The, Teddy could have played better, but the Maryland defense I thought played pr- pretty well and like gave Teddy shots he wanted to see. And I think again he'll start seeing the ball more and more and we'll um Play play best games and help the Maryland defense, but Jesus freaking Christ! That Bobby Van Buren's a beast. Um, I think he might be the best defender in the country. Ohio State defense as a unit just looked 
legit. Um, and it's and it's not like USC has like the most explosive offense you'll ever see, but like to hold a team of that caliber to five goals in the era of the shot clock, uh, pretty pretty ridiculous. So yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll just get this really quick. I went to Michigan. I went to Michigan Hofstra, and the Michigan facility blew blew me away. Um, really nice field. Um, I could definitely like the thing I think that stopped me from going to Michigan was one being good at lacrosse and two uh, being smart. So it, it was really tough for me to ever make my way to Ann Arbor as a recruit. Cause you have to be smart and good at lacrosse. And I was neither. And the facility was just unbelievable. Um, great color game between Hofstra and Michigan. And it was amazing so like in, in, in being in the Midwest and having like the Michigan, you know, fan base and like the Midwest lacrosse fans and then just getting hit in the face. Like they got hit in the fucking face with a bunch of flid dads and moms just screaming, calling bullshit at the refs. It was amazing. Like I was sitting with uh, Marty Mush and Hunter and they were like, <laughs> they were just talking about the Long Island parents. I was like, look, you guys don't get it like Wait. this. This jacks me up. Like I'm ready to fucking go right now. Like you could just you could just smell the sausage and peppers coming oh, from the tailgate in the parking you could lot. Smell the sausage county all over them, and they were just like, "This is great." <laughs> um, yeah, dude, it, it it is kind of shocking how long it's taking Maryland to really. Christian? Yeah, because like, and like, here's the thing that they, they're they've lost the gap because when they first came into D one, like they had like the sickest facility, like they had a great facility. They had all the amenities, like they had what would draw you to go there at, and to like build a program. And like, they just kind of fumbled that bag a little bit. Um, you know what I think it is? I think it's the, it's, it's if from what I've, I, my, my only takeaway from it was, which I thought was like recruit wise is how cold it is. And how, like, I think, I wonder how many, how much more recruits would go if it started March 1st. Yeah. You know, like, and I, I get it. It's, it's, it doesn't really make sense to do that, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that definitely plays a fit, like, especially too. Cause like you're, I, I feel like, I feel like it's gotta be tough to go there and not play. Right. Like I, I, if, if you're sitting the bench at Michigan, like you have to like look to transfer right away. Cause you gotta be freezing your bag off during games. Um, Let's see the Cornell. They, they had to fight for their lives against Albany, but they were able to, to pull that one out at the end. Uh, Rutgers, they go down to army. Um, so I, dude, I, I can't watch another army game though. I'll be honest. Like just the, the uniforms are just so horrific. Black cleats, white socks, black shorts, white Jersey, white, like it, it just looks so bad. Um, Oh, well, so here, here's one question. This might be maybe the last thing that we talk about with this past week in college lacrosse, and then we can kind of just move on and do a quick preview for this upcoming weekend. Uh, but Penn taking down Georgetown. So Penn opens up their season down in D.C. against Georgetown. Yeah. Uh, Georgetown now drops two straight games out of the gates. Yeah. Uh, so they, they lose to Hopkins and they lose to Penn. And now you have to start wondering – like how much does a win against Georgetown boost your boost your resume at this point? Yeah, I would just wish that there was like a lacrosse guy out there, just like somebody that could just spew bullshit into him, like and just like one thing sticks to the wall and just like fucking nail a take. And I, and I mean, I I hate to say I hate to do it. I, they're gonna make the fucking final four. I'm gonna shut my mouth, but I'll say this: I'm in DC right now, and not to brag, I just went for a run. And I, I mean, Jordy, I, I was I was running all around DC just looking for a Hoyas W. I mean, the basketball team can't win. The lacrosse team can't win. I'm, I'm, I'm looking everywhere. I can't find a Hoyas W anywhere. So if anyone's in the area and can help me find find a dub, like let me know. Uh, yeah, closest thing that I could find, uh, I, I saw uh, saw like Golf Digest tweet out a picture today of uh, a young Tiger Woods making his debut at the Honda Classic, and he was wearing a Georgetown hat. So that's got to count for something. So that would have been in like 1997. So uh, good for Georgetown on that win. Uh, but no, so 0-2 out of the gates. Uh, not looking great for Georgetown, especially because it wasn't even like, dude, it wasn't even like Sam Hanley was the one. Sam Hanley had a goal in that game. So it wasn't even like they just let the big man eat. Uh, Cam Rubin, four goals on the day. And then uh, 
you know, the, the rest of it was just family style. Everybody eats. Uh, but yeah, so great first win for Penn. And that could probably take us into this weekend's, uh, you know, just previewing a couple of the games here because I will be making trip over to Penn on, uh, so on Saturday at one o'clock. So Penn will be taking on Duke. I believe that if there were to be a hypothetical line on that one, Penn would be favored uh, by one and a half. So Duke coming off that overtime win against Denver, uh, coming over to Penn. I, I like, I don't really know how to feel about this game one way or another. Uh, I don't, don't know how to call a winner or not. I will say that a few years ago, Penn was able to pull off the upset against Duke uh, at home, which, which I think Duke was either number one or number two at the time. Uh, so this time kind of flipping the script a little bit, Penn being the, uh, the favorites in this one, but should be a great game to watch. Just a lot of sickos playing lacrosse, like Sam Hanley, Brendan O'Neill, Dyson Williams, a lot of, a lot of future and current first overall picks in that yeah, one. Uh, trying to think uh, other games coming up this week. Again, the, the Friday slate, not, not all that great. Uh, Georgetown and Notre Dame. So, you know, things do not get easier for Georgetown at all. Uh, Notre Dame just been uh, re- really feeling it these first couple games. Uh, do you see that behind the back assist from Chris Cav in the Cleveland State game? A little like yeah. almost like a little 180 turns his back to it. Um, so they're they're clearly feeling some type of way. Do you think that George, you're probably the absolute worst person to ask. You're, you're the worst person to ask in this one, but could Georgetown turn their season around? It's a must win. It's a must win. I mean, it's a, it's a hungry dogs run faster sort of game. So like, it's like, well, if Georgetown won, would I be shocked? No. But I mean, when you're just like, when, when you're Notre Dame and you, you're, you're an alum like my, like myself and you, you, you just, Notre Dame, Notre Dame doesn't worry about the Georgetowns of the world. You know, we worry about the Maryland's. Wow. And that <laughs> you, you you're very lucky right now that the uh that that the chaos aren't playing. Well in <laughs> very lucky that the chaos aren't playing. I was gonna say that you're lucky that the chaos aren't playing in the um in the championship series because Jack Rowlett would have to come slide high and late to your to your dome right now. The only issue is that you're in DC at the moment. So you better get out of there before Jack listens to that one. Yeah. Well, we're actually going to drop this on Sunday. (laughs) Catch you way out of DC before there's a chance. Um, All right. So in that game, if there were a hypothetical line, Notre Dame would be favored by two and a half. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I would I would love to see this Notre Dame team going a going a nice little run this whole season. Um, Penn State and Yale is typically a, a good game, but I think that Yale probably just runs away with that one. Um, Syracuse UNC. That this could be this could be a good good statement game for for Cuse coming yeah, out of that tight loss against Maryland. Good statement game for UNC. So we're going to be on opposite sides of this. I I, I believe so. Yeah, I think that. Let's go. All right. Yeah. I, I think the, the wins that Syracuse has piled up so far this season, perfectly fine wins, but nothing, nothing crazy. Nothing stands out. I think that the best game on their resume is, is a tight loss against Maryland. So this will be a good chance for them to get a big win and you're going with the, with the Tar Heels getting themselves back on track. All right. I like that one. A little bit of, a little bit of adversity hitting the crease dive uh, Virginia and Ohio state. So this game is going to be played down in Florida. Uh, nice. So a little little neutral site action. Uh, it is the Southwest Florida shootout. So Virginia, Ohio State. The other game is Marquette and Michigan, um, which I'm sure everyone has circled on their on their schedules. Uh, but Virginia, Ohio State. Do you? All right. So Virginia. I'm clear, so Virginia clearly just fucking sickos all over the place on offense. Ohio State. Yeah best defense it's 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 one of those things it, it's i so this is why when you're listening to this right now take ohio state because what i'm about to say is just gonna mush the fuck out of the cavaliers it's almost gonna be like one of those like remember when like maryland would play virginia last year and you're like well like it's got to be close like you can't get blown away twice and then they just did it again and again and again and they just kept blowing people out 
I think Virginia is just going to keep blowing people out in the beginning of the year. Like, I think that you can only do so much against Shelly. I really, I really underestimated. And I, again, I think that people who have listened the past couple of years know how highly I think of Connor Schellenberger. I really underestimated how big of a dog he is and how much of a leap he'd make as a man, as an, as like, just like a leader is this year. They are, it won't be close. Like I'm just talking like 20 to eight. I like, was I, so, so now my question, does Connor Schellenberger play in the fourth quarter? That, that should really be, that should be the biggest, that should be the line for every Virginia game for the rest of the season is does Shelly finish the game or does he get to just sit on the bench for the final, final 15 minutes? If Bobby, if Bobby Van Buren held him to zero goals, six assists, it'd be a day and a half. I'd be like, he locked him down. <laughs> Clamped. <laughs> Clamped. <laughs> um, Rutgers Loyola. I mean, I don't even want to talk about it, but Loyola just because they're playing Rutgers. It, wait, is that Saturday at one? Right? It's like probably top 10 at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So I still, still not. Oh, yeah. Totally missed that one on the schedule. Um, yeah, I think this will, I guess this will probably be a. I don't know. I'm not going to say it. Are you going to call it a fraud bowl? <laughs> no, I'm not going to call it a fraud. Like I'm, I'm actually not totally down on Rutgers. I've, I've spent my whole life hating Rutgers. I think I kind of like them this year. Um, mostly just because I, I like watching Ross guy. He's a fun guy to watch. Yes, Hit a yes. nice little finalizer against army. Um, so clearly he hates the troops. Cause I think he's stuck a man in, in the back of the net. Um, no, I think that this will be a, another good little test to see how much truth there is in in the Greyhounds buzz. If yeah. that makes sense, I, I like I like Loyola in this. It, it'll be a good game, though. Um, yeah. The only thing I don't like about this this weekend is a lot of games on BTN Plus and and a couple good ones on on flow sports, the BTN plus is something that we need to get rid of. So like if, if, if you are paying for the big 10 network already, then, then what's the point of BTN plus, I guess that's kind of the same thing with like, if you're paying and you have ESPN on your regular cable package, why should you pay for ESPN plus, but, but to do it for the big 10, come on guys, what, what, what are we doing here? Agree. Um, yeah. And then flow sports, I, I, I think someone put out like you have to pay like $150 up front for the whole, like you can't even do like a month by month subscription. Um, so if you want to watch Big East lacrosse this year, that's that's a nice little $150 investment that you're making. Not doing it, which is unfortunate, but like, you know, maybe, maybe if, if Georgetown was piecing together a couple, couple better games, I, I would at least it's, consider it. But every man has to have a code. Like every man has a code. I simply will not. Will not, never will. Um, all right, cool. Well, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty much what's on deck for this weekend. Um, and then, obviously, you know, once all those games wrap up, although the I believe the Virginia Ohio State games at seven, so that will interfere a little bit. Uh, but most of those games going off on the weekend, uh, and then the semifinals for the PLL championship series, they get going at 5 PM and 7 PM on Saturday night. So your entire weekend is planned. So make sure that you're, uh, you're, you're getting yourself, get your spot locked and loaded for where you're going to be watching these games, get your beverages of choice, food of choice. Got a big weekend of lacrosse ahead of us. Make sure that you are following us on social. We are at the crease dive on Twitter, Instagram, and I've been getting some, did you start a crease dive TikTok account? Yeah, I started a new one because I couldn't find the password for the old one. So we're the stool crease dive on TikTok. Um, you know, I mean, a lot of people have been saying in the TikTok world, it's, it's, we, we, the, I think the kids are saying we next up. So, yeah. um, we're next up on TikTok. So, yeah, give us a follow. So follow us there. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the, uh, to the YouTube channel. Maybe throw in a couple likes and comments while you're at it too. It go, goes a long way. Uh, so we're the crease dive on YouTube. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. Make sure to buy Dukes and Billy a bunch of beers this week if you are at the championship series. 